0: And uh, the Facebook folks and uh, get ready because we're getting ready to put a camera back there and do some uh, uh, video or not video and have that go out in that regard so they can see what's happening. Open your Bibles, if you would, please, to Song of Solomon, chapter 8. I'm going to read the whole verse, but I'm just really going to take the first part of that verse as we get ready to read it, uh, things of that nature. And um, I, I hope that this will be a blessing to you, this message, as we learn, because God brings messages for encouragement, a challenge, sometimes it steps on your toes, I believe today, God wants me to declare some good things to you today. Uh, Song of Solomon, chapter eight, verse five. Stand for the reading of God's word, if you would, please. Reads this way. He who, I mean, who is this coming up from the wilderness, leaning upon her beloved? I awakened under the apple tree. There your mother brought you forth. There she who bore you brought you forth. Again, the beginning part of the verse, let me read it to you again. Who is this coming up from the wilderness leaning upon her beloved? Tell your neighbors it's time to lean on the right side. because it says here, leaning upon her beloved. It's a leaning side, something that you lean towards and and go after and things like that. Aren't you glad you can lean towards somebody, especially when you don't have the strength within yourself? But I want to declare before we move any further and declare to you, it says that this person, the beloved, was coming up. Say, I'm coming up. And the Bible also declares she was coming out. Say, I'm coming out. Yeah. Aren't you glad for that? Where are they coming out? of? The wilderness. Sometimes the wilderness can surround you and you don't know which way to go. You lose your direction. But all of a sudden, you lean upon the one that really loves you. This scripture is not really talking about a, a lover. It's talking about Jesus. Song of Solomon, everybody seemed to think, of, whoa, it's a book that he is. This is a prophecy talking about the church and Jesus. The bride and the bridegroom. The whole book is talking about that. Scripture says that the beloved, it is Jesus. Aren't you glad for Jesus? The Bible says he took the cross. We can lean upon him. He has strength where that sometimes you don't. Praise God for that. The one leaning is the beloved church. You and I. Tell your neighbor one more time. It says "We're we're leaning upon him. And you may be seated. Let me say this real briefly and real quick. The world is in such a place, it's in a wilderness, economically, politically, and spiritually. There's things going on that they don't know which way to turn, which way to go. They're in a wilderness, a bewilderment. They're trying to find their way out. But can I tell you, we don't have to worry about what's happening with the world. We've got a heavenly one that we lean upon. His name is Jesus. Praise God for that. I'm not a pessimist, because in my mind, when it gets dark, you know what, especially when it gets the darkest. How many's ever gone outside and see the stars? That's the only time you see the stars when it gets dark. Can I declare to you the stars are getting ready to shine? You are a star in the eyes of God. Praise God. Thank God for that. See, I'm coming up and I'm coming out. Thank you. I'm glad you're getting this because today is my day. The children of God are the stars that God is going to use in these last days. The Bible says and declares that Jesus is the day star. Praise God, he's bright. The Bible says in Revelation that as we see that the, the heavenlies, the heaven itself is uh, lighted by Jesus himself. He is the light of that city. He is the light of that place we call heaven. Thank God for that. One day we'll get to see him. How many's ever done, and sometimes I'm gonna put myself in here just a minute. You've been traveling down the, in the back country part of where we live at. And you look over, and I've done it many times. In a few places, I've looked over and see a building, a barn, for example, or a, a, some shelter. And all of a sudden, it starts, one side's leaning towards the other. Have you ever seen that before? You see it leaning just a little bit. There's one side that's pretty straight, but the other side's leaning. I want to give you a story about a farmer. And this story about this farmer, he was attending a, a, a church that was out in the back... 40, if you could say, but he attended. It was a small church. So usually the pastor every once in a while would pick those to pray at the end. Service was getting ready to end. And sometimes we've done that here. But usually if you sit in the front row, (laughs) you're a target. Honey, you're the target. (laughs) But times uh, that he got to pray. And so the pastor would say, kind of look to him and say, I need you to pray. And so occasionally when he would pray, he would say some things. He says, God, I pray and I I thank you for this word that we've had today. I thank you for these people. Bless them today. God, and he would make the statement towards the end. And oh God, oh Lord, prop us up on our leaning side. Every time the preacher, the pastor would ask him to lead in the prayer, he would always end with that. That got the attention of the pastor. Why is he saying this? Why would he say that around here? So finally he went to this a farmer. He went to this gentleman. He goes, pull him off the side. He says, I love the way you pray. I love the way you bring it. He says, but what are you meaning at the end of your prayer? Help us to stay on our leaning side. He says, well, pastor he says, you know, I'm a farmer. And he says, and one day I was out in my field and, and one part of my field, I had an old barn. I looked up and I never noticed it before, but he was starting to lean. The one side was straight and the other one was leaning. And I says, if it keeps going like that, it's going to fall. It'll fall down. The whole thing will. So he says, one day I got it in my mind. I am going to prop that thing up. And he propped it up. The one side that was leaning because it was leaning on the one side. But if it stayed like that too long, it would fall. How I many's ever been like that before? Sometimes you need to be propped up. Then he continued to say, you know, I put those pine beams in. And then when I get out on my tractor, I look over. I see the barn. I see what happens in it, And I can see it. And I've, because that barn had been through some storms. That barn had had a few things hit it and it was starting to deteriorate. As a matter of fact, there were some bugs that had been around it and been eating on it and kind of deteriorating the, the foundation of things. He said, that was what God revealed to me after I propped it up. He says, sometimes you had the storms of life come. And he says, this year I've had a few storms that hit me. As a matter of fact, I had a few bugs called people. And those bugs would kind of try to deteriorate my joy, try to deteriorate what my purpose was. And says there were times when I almost fell. I almost wanted to quit church. I almost didn't want to get around anybody. But he says, from that time on, after I looked at the barn, it was an encouragement to me. It didn't fall. It didn't fall. But he was leaning on the right side. How many knows we need to lean on the right side? His name is Jesus. We as a church must understand that. Sometimes people, though, they want to lean the opposite way towards their old life, their old habits, uh, going after the things of addictions and and things that would, would attract them. And sometimes they would lean towards the the other way. And he says, I thank God that the barn showed me it was leaning on the right side. Thank God we need to lean on the right side. In Solomon, we see, and he continued, he says, you know, sometimes that I felt myself wanting to go back, wanting to go back to my old ways, wanting to go back because he says, what was it? Why is it worth going to church? Why is it worth doing those things? And I see that because when those people and when those things happen to you, sometimes anger gets a hold of you. How many's ever been angry before? And as he was telling the story, he said, "Sometimes uh, language would pop up in my head, but I remembered the barn." Sometimes unforgiveness wants to come around because people done me wrong or rejected me or done some things to me. Those little bugs that kind of get around you and get on your crawl and they want to deteriorate what God has given you. And the joy wants to deplete. And he says, there's some that have fallen, but God showed me on that. Help us to lean upon the right side. Praise God. But you know, sometimes leaning, you need to be propped up. How many thankful that you can be propped up? See, you can only lean so far, but let me put it this way. You never lean so far that Christ can't strengthen you. I don't know about you. Life throws you things. Storms, issues, areas, it can deteriorate your joy. Bring in some things that just is not right in your life. And if you lean the way that God says, God can bring some of those areas to prop you up. Because in your own self, you cannot do it. You need to learn towards Christ. No matter how lost you may feel, though, and far you may feel, as long as you are in the right direction, he will prop you up. Just learn to lean upon him. Can I hear an amen on that one? If you live long enough, you're going to have storms. Let me just stop there just a moment. If you live long enough, you're going to have storms. You're going to have bugs. You're going to have deterioration of some type that comes along. We have been through a few storms Martha and I have been through those areas when it felt like every part of us was being yanked out. Our emotions were being tattered. Uh, We've had people, loved ones, we've had friends that have turned their back on us, that have rejected us, that have said, we don't want no part of that. And it felt like you've been bugged to the point that you were falling down. But thank God we fell into the arms of Jesus. (laughs) That was being propped up. But also, there was others that came along and said, wait a minute, we got your back. We got you, and we're going to prop you up. Thank God for those. If you've never lived through storms, give it time. You will. You will have things hit you. You will have things happen to you. Even your own family, immediate family, can do and say things. Sometimes it can be hurtful. But in your own strength, you don't have it. Now is the time to start leaning towards him. That's right. Amen. Let me say that now is the time to start leaning towards him. Now, some of you are getting this. Now is the time we need to do that. See, there are going to be times spiritual storms coming your way. There are going to be times when you're hit with areas that in your own mind, in your own strength, how can I make it? How can I go through it? And then I look to the cross and see it's still standing. And I can see that Christ rose from the dead. The grave is empty. And then I can realize that he made it. He overcame. I can be an overcomer. I just need to lean upon the cross at times. I need to lean upon where he is. He went above and beyond that I can make it, that I can be what I need to be. He propped me up even though I'm leaning. He comes and says, I got you, child. I got you. I can hang. If I hang on just long enough, things will be all right. How many of you ever had those things that bug you? See, those things try to get you to turn back to the old path, the old things, your old life the drugs, alcohol, old lifestyle, old relationships. They pull on you, weigh on you. But if you're not leaning in the right direction, if you don't watch it, those things will let you down. Amen. People will let you down. Amen. Family will let you down. But Jesus will never let you go. Amen. Thank God, thank God. There's times that sometimes if you don't watch it, you're leaning towards these areas of depression. Sometimes doctors can prescribe, and sometimes the prescriptions that they give you is not the answer. Amen. You lean upon that so much that you forget that Jesus is my peacemaker. He is my peacekeeper. He is the one that can bring, because he is the prince of peace. Yes. Amen. Sometimes not only depression, but bitterness can rise up if we give into it. How many of you have had bitterness try to take a hold of you? Because something's happened in your life. People have said something. or the storms have taken some issues. You can get bitter if you don't watch it. You can get bitter at your spouse. You can get bitter at your kids. You can get bitter at the things around you and things happening. God, I've been a good person. Why is this happening to me? You can get bitter. You can get bitter at God. (laughs) How many of you ever blame God for some things? Am I the only one? (laughs) Can I be just candid? There's times, God, why is this happening to me? God, why am I going through this? There's been times since I don't deserve this, God. <laughs> and I've had tears that I've had to repent. God, forgive me. Sometimes anger and hatred and unforgiveness comes in. If you don't watch it, you're leaning on those things and you find yourself will falter and fall, become weary. You know, that's the place that the enemy wants to be, wants you to be. The reason why when storms come the reason why sometimes these battles and areas in your life you're faced with if you 're not leaning on the right side if you 're not leaning on the side that God has given you to lean upon that 's Jesus we all go through wilderness experiences we all go through those areas that seem like a desert seem like it 's dry God where are you at? God allow you to go through that but I'm telling you what this beloved, this one was coming out and coming up out of the wilderness. Thank God. God don't want you to stay in the wilderness all the time. There was one time that we read from scripture when Moses died, the Bible says Israel mourned. But in Numbers 29, it says that when Aaron died, all of Israel mourned. See, we got to understand this in the teachings that they taught, Israel mourned more for Aaron than Moses because of this. Because Aaron was weak in so many ways. He leaned towards some weaknesses. He made a golden calf. There's a few mistakes that he'd done in his walk of life. Matter of fact, by all rights, he should not have been the first priest of Israel. Because he leaned towards weakness. He leaned towards his weaknesses and areas of his life. And by that, he should not have been. But Moses kept coming along and propping him up. Moses kept saying, you can make it. Moses kept saying that it's going to be okay. No matter how many times you falter and you fall, you're going to be all right. Sometimes you need people like that. The cross never moves. Jesus never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But sometimes you need something to come alongside and prop you up. Amen. That farmer, every time he seen uh, the barn and leaned, was leaning towards us and he propped it up, now it's going to, he says, now I can use it. And that's what God is saying. See, Aaron was always leaning towards that, but he needed somebody to prop him up. I've seen God give props to people. Thank God for props. You know what props do? They bring some strength. They bring something that you don't have within you. See, God brings people's lives, people into your life to prop you up at the right moment, at the right time. Aren't you glad for church? Yes. It's more than just a family. Sometimes we need encouragement. Yes. But the enemy tries to keep people away from the encouragement, those things that props you up. Endless life keeps you away. Thank God he knows how to give you those areas that props you up. And sometimes he brings people. Sometimes he brings a marriage together because when one's weak, the other one's strong. The Bible says that Jesus sent him out two by twos because when one was weak, the other one was strong. One would prop the other one up. Excuse me, it's so vital and so important that we have friendship, that we have the right friendship, that we have the right ones that can lead us. Church is the right place to be. I'm glad you're here today. Others haven't realized that yet. See, God gave the church upon this earth that he could prop each other up. There are times I need my wife. She may be speaking something to me or there may be times I can cry on her shoulder. But there's other times I need to come to church because I need you. I need you to lean upon. I need you to say, wait a minute, God's placed you here in my life to prop me up at this point in time. Thank God for you. Thank God God has allowed me to have you because I don't have within me at times. I don't have the strength within me at times. and the reason why God allows us to have those around us to prop us up and I can lean on the right side. Even though I may feel like I'm falling, even though I may feel like I'm in his arms, there are times that I almost want to hit the ground. Ecclesiastes says this, there are better than, two are better than one because they have a good reward for the labor. Ecclesiastes chapter three says that. Two are better than one. When I can't do it, I call my son-in-law. Hey, can you come along and help me? I need some help. I need some strength. He's got it. Trust me, I've seen it. And there's others that may not have, you may not have the strength that you think, but others do. The reason why it's so important to lean on the right side. We see from the scripture, John Mark, where we get the book, the Gospel of Mark, Acts chapter fifteen, some contention that was going on. Mark was weak at one point in time in his life, as so much that huh, the Apostle Paul, that wrote the, almost the whole New Testament, told said, "Send him back to his mama, send him back home. I don't want him to be around. He is not good for the ministry. He is weak. Get him back to his mama where he can lean upon." Can you imagine how that cut like a knife when somebody tells you, you're not good for the ministry? You're not good for anything? The apostle Paul said this. You can read in Acts chapter 15 and there's some contention going on. But someone came alongside. and His name was Barnabas. Barnabas came alongside and said, wait a minute, I see something in John Mark. I see something that is going to be good for the ministry. And for two years, Years, Barnabas stayed with Mark until we read in 2 Timothy when all of a sudden Paul says, Send for Mark, for he is profitable for the ministry. There are times when you don't have it within you, when you feel like I can't make it. That's the reason why you need somebody to come undergird you, lift you up, said you can make it. Let me tell you, you can make it today. I know you're going through some things. I know you're hit with some areas, but you're coming up and out of the wilderness and you're leaning upon the right one. Barnabas came along, like I said, for two years. You can read that in a book now. Look what we have. Aren't you glad that he came up? We got Mark now we can look to. The gospel according to Mark. We can look to that book and be encouraged of some things that he wrote. Can I give you another story about another man that if he hadn't had a prop, hadn't had one that to lift him up, he would have fallen? Peter. You know the story of Peter. He was with Jesus. He was the first one, and it was his character. I'll do it, Lord. Then when the hard times hit, backed away. I'll go with you and I'll die. Then, when it come down to it, he denied the Lord, denied him three times. The Bible says. Then all of a sudden, the rooster crows, but the Bible didn't say he denied Christ off to of the side. He was looking at Jesus face to face and denied him face to face because they looked at Peter and they point blank asked him. Do you know him? You've been hanging around him. You're part of his disciples. And what did he do? He denied Jesus. He was weak in that regard. Can you imagine the heart of Peter at the time when he was going through that situation? He was hurting. He was way down. He was losing his way. And sometimes you feel like that, but you can never go too far that you need to lean. So Jesus lets you lean on him. Jesus lets you come to him. Aren't you glad for that church? See, he starts leaning though Peter did towards his old life. I might as well give up. God's not accepting me no more. I'm not worthy anymore. I I I can't meet the mustard. In other words, I can't come up to the plate and do what I need to do. So what do he do? He went back to his old life. Went fishing. The Bible says that Peter, before he met Jesus, he was a sinner. He could probably out cuss so The sailors can cuss. Those people are like that. And he was leaning towards that. But what happened? Jesus rose from the th- on the third day. Aren't you glad for that? And then the pe- women that came to the burial site, Jesus looked at him and says, you go tell the disciples and Peter <laughs> You can read it for yourself and Peter to meet me at a certain place. He called for Peter. He said, I know you denied me. I know you fail. I know you were weak at the moment, but I don't hold that against you. And God never holds that against anybody. We become weak at times. We're in this flesh. We become emotional, distraught at times. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we even sin. But we can look to Jesus and we can lean upon him. He says, I took your sins. I took those things that you couldn't make it and I'll help you make it. I can prop you up. Thank you, Father. He told him, in Mark, aren't you glad that Mark wrote that? Go get Peter, because he's worthy, because I'm going to make him worthy. <laughs> he become a prop for Peter. So you never go too far or too far back that you can't lean upon Jesus again. There's people that's been away from God, backslidden people that seem to think, well, I've done horrendous things. You know what? The Bible says that God's married to the backslider. He loves the backslider. He loves those that have backed up a little bit, cold and indifferent. That's away from God. God wants to pull you back. God wants to keep you coming back to him. See, we looked at Peter. He started leaning towards his old habits, his old life, his old areas there. And he probably felt unworthy. But thank God that Jesus came at the right time. And that's what he said here today. Thank God for the church. He knows how to bring something to you and lift you up to let you know that I haven't left you. I love you. I care for you. The Bible says that he sent another comforter. Aren't you glad for the Holy Spirit? Yes. He knows how to bring the right one. In John 14, Jesus said that he would give another comforter. John 14, it says that he would come as a Greek word, paraclete. You want know what the paraclete means? One that comes alongside. The Holy Spirit comes alongside you and to prop you up as we lean upon Jesus, as we lean upon the beloved, as we lean upon that one that is gonna bring us out of the wilderness. The Holy Spirit comes to bring us comfort and strength and gives us some help at the time we need. Thank God for that. See, the Holy Spirit props you up. Touch your neighbor said, He's here this day to, to prop you up. I remember an old skit. <laughs> Saturday Night Live, they sent it on commercials. I never watched the, the skit, but then I seen the commercials. And these two guys are weightlifters. And they come out and they says, We want to pump you up. <laughs> And they would sit there and flex their muscles. I can see the Holy Spirit says, I come to pump you up. And he's flexing his muscles and say, wait a minute. I come to this service today to give you some strength when you don't have it. To uh, kind of lift you up when it feels like you've been down and out. I kind of give you some help that you need at this point in time. See, he becomes a prop to us. Thank God for the Spirit of God. Jesus said, I know that I'm not going to leave you orphanless. I'm not going to leave you uh, by yourself. I'm going to send one that's going to come alongside you that's going to encourage you. Bring comfort in those times because he knows you're going to go through the wilderness. He knows you're going to go through those times. Thank God for those areas that God gives us that we won't fall because sometimes you feel like you're going to fall. God, I just don't have it within me. Emotionally, you can be crying and, and the Holy Spirit says, I understand. I understand. And he comes to comfort. The reason why Jesus said he's a comforter. He calls him a comforter. He calls him the one who's gonna come alongside you. Remember the story in Exodus chapter 17, Moses and Israel was facing a, a battle of the Amalekites. And they was in a battle. And all of a sudden Moses says, I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna hold my hands up. Can I just tell you, Jesus got his hands up. and he's got his hands up for you. I gave you the victory. But Moses in his flesh. Moses is in a a place, and while his hands were up, the battle was going strong for Israel. The battle was going great for Israel, but all of a sudden, he became weak. His hands started drooping and falling down. You hold your hands up long enough, it becomes weak. All of a sudden, the pain starts happening. You gotta put him down a little bit. You and yourself and your own strength, you can't make it. All of a sudden, Aaron and her seen what was going on, and they come alongside, lifted up his hands, one on one side and one on the other. They had that, Brother Gary, would you come here? Brother Joe, would you come here? I'll give you an example of this. Don't throw me down, just Hold me up. (laughs) But take my arms and act like you're holding them up. I tell you what's much easier when somebody comes alongside you and they can hold your arms up. They can give you an extra strength and extra help. Aaron and her now, let's put it this way: Aaron needed to be propped up by Moses many a times. All of a sudden now, Moses finds himself in a place. I need someone, and Aaron and her comes along and props Moses up. The battle was won because of those two. Thank you, brothers. Now, let me say this. When you dismiss your friends, your Christian friends, your believers, the church, you are dismissing ones that can come alongside you in your life and in the battles and the storms and the things that bug you, that comes alongside you, that tries to pull you down, tries to, to let you fall. You are missing out. That's why it's so important for us to have uh, those beloved ones that we can come alongside you. Say, wait a minute, I missed you in church. I, I I'm glad to have you here. And they kind of hug you a little bit, give you a little strength that you didn't have before. Didn't know because when they see you, they says, I'm here for you. I love you. That's what the church is about. This is why Jesus gave the church in this life that we can have those we can lean upon. That's a little bit stronger than myself. Those that are weak, those that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. Those that are strong. When you feel like you're strong, see, Moses was strong but he become a little weak at that time. The battles were raging. It was all of Israel facing that. As long as Moses was giving a high sign, you know what else he was doing? He was praising the Lord. Sometimes even in the battles, the things that's facing you, you get weary in praising the Lord. You get weary and, and God, I, I want to give you praise. I want to give you glory. Your hands start dropping out. And you need someone else to come along. Aren't you glad you're coming to sit next to somebody that can lift your arms up? Sometimes we forget that God brings people by our way and we say, well, I'm by myself? No. Thank God that he brought someone to prop you up, to pump you up if you want to put it that way. Thank God for that. When the old farmer kept seeing his barn and it was propped up, he says, that barn's gonna stand for a long time. Thank God that God gives you an Aaron and a Her that can come alongside you. Besides even the Holy Spirit. And Jude 24th verse it says, "Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of the, His glory with exceedingly joy. Aren't you glad that Jesus knows how to come along and bring things in line? That's the reason why he, he died for the church as well as individuals. He says that he can keep you from following. We need to shout, I'm not gonna fall. Shout it with me. I'm not gonna fall. Hmm. I like that. Let's say it again. I'm not gonna fall. Mm, glory to God. In the song of Psalm 85, we see this. It says something I have to do though. It's not something that I hear messages about. It's not something that just, I I hear these things and and things, but something I have to do as an individual. The Bible says that she leaned on her beloved. She leaned. She made a choice, a conscientious choice to lean on the right side. Aren't you glad for that? That knows how to, because why? (laughs) she couldn't carry herself. You can't carry yourself at times. You need to let Christ help carry you, take you to the other side. She was leaning upon her beloved. Can I tell you what? He will walk you out of your wilderness, of your desert, of your dry place. And some of you have been that way. Some of you haven't even felt the Holy Spirit for quite some time. You've been coming and going and going through the rudiments and going through the things that you know needed to be doing, and some of you haven't really felt the Holy Spirit. You've been holding back a little bit. There's times, times you see us every once in a while. We'll get happy, and we'll move in, it, but we need the Holy Spirit to move you every once in a while, to prop you up, to give you some strength you never had before. And Then all of a sudden, you can shout. You can dance about. You can praise the Lord on your own strength because he gives you the strength to do it. Some of you haven't felt God for quite some time in a powerful way. I remember as a young boy going to church, I remember those services. I remember uh, the elders uh, up in front praising the Lord. I said, why are they acting like that? And when I was received the baptism, Holy Ghost. I understand why they act like that. <laughs> it moves you. <laughs> it gives you some strength. But when you don't lean upon the right side, you will fall. You will fail because the weaknesses that you have will pull on you, will pull you down. And the storms and the bugs and those things that come along try to deteriorate, try to hit you constantly will pull you down. But as we see this year, We need to lean upon the right side. He is able. Say, he's able. He is able. To hold me up. Uh, Aren't you glad for that, church? Now, tell your neighbor. says, I'm coming up and I'm coming out because I'm leaning on the right side. side. I'm looking to him, him. my helper. helper. I'm looking to the one that can prompt me, the the Holy Spirit. Oh, praise God. Aren't you glad for that? Yeah. You need to learn to lean upon the right side. Praise God. Touch your neighbor and says, it's time to lean. Time to lean. That means that sometimes I have to let go and let God. You heard me say sometimes when I uh, pray for people, it says, let go and let God. Yeah. Sometimes in yourself, you don't have it. Let go and let God. Let him be God in your life. As we see from scripture, God has got a way for you to come out. He makes a way of an escape. Sometimes we want to stay in the place of prison. Stay in those places and say, God, how am I going to make it? Sometimes he gives you the right answers through your brothers and sisters. The church, from his word, leaning upon him, he is able. Say, he's able. Stand to your feet if you would, please. Next time you've seen a leaning barn, I hope you get that message that the farmer said. It's a true story. And learn to lean, learn to lean. Within yourself, you don't have it. You go crazy. Things come your way that within yourself, you would fall. You would falter. You would lean back to your old life. But Jesus says, I want to help you out. I want to take you further than you've ever gone before.